Welcome back to the Whole 100 Yards Podcast with me, Sam Smith, CJ Deemers, Logan Ashby, Jeffrey Garrity, and TJ O'Connell. We will be talking about the good, the bad, after effects, and the future of football. Here we have TJ O'Connell telling us a story about how football has changed his life. Hi, I'm TJ O'Connell, and this is a story on how football has changed my life. Ever since I was little, I've always had a love for the sport of football. Coming from a low-income community, a lot of people that were close to me struggled with problems involving the law. By signing up for football in my youth, it has allowed me to stay away from these activities. I was never the biggest on the field, but I always had the most heart. In high school, I was not highly recruited, but I was fortunate enough to receive an offer from the University of Florida to play linebacker. After being able to start my junior and senior year at Florida, I picked up a lot of ways to improve my game for my teammates, and I was able to take my talent to the next level where I was drafted by the Jets in the sixth round. I played and started for the Jets for five seasons, but I was eventually forced to retire due to injuries. What football has done to my life is greater than any impact on this earth. It made me the hardworking and determined man I am today. It taught me to never give up and to always earn what you want. It built character. But the most important thing it did for me was allowed me to escape a low-income community and make a good living. I'm so thankful for having football in my life. Thank you. This is Jeffrey Garrity, current player at Newtown High School, about to enter my senior year for football. And I'm here to talk about all the benefits that football can give you. There are so many benefits to football, it is unbelievable. To start off, team bonding is number one. You make so many new friends playing this sport, it's crazy. There are so many kids out there that you thought you'd never become friends with, but because of football and the amount of time you spend together, it's just a perfect way to make new friends. Next, you learn what it takes to be committed. At the high school level, you have practice every day and games on the fr- on Friday and film. Next in football, you learn what it takes to be committed. Every day after school, me and my teammates go out for two and a half hours and practice. No other sport does that. Outside all year long, the longest sport, it goes on for about eight months. And no matter what the weather is, rain or snow, Sunny, cloudy, doesn't matter. We will be outside practicing. Even when it's not football season, we are still practicing. We go in the weight room almost every day in the summer. We run after we lift, and this is every day. You will find out who you truly are through football, and you will know if you have what it takes to be committed. Not only that, but football gets you in the best shape of your life. You will get stronger, faster, and have better cardio by the time you're done. It is guaranteed. Fortunately for me, I'm thankful enough to live in a well, good, wealthy community, but that is not the case for all. There are many stories about how people come from a place of less fortunate and don't have anything, but when they play football, it gets them away from all the negativity in their life, whether it's drugs, money, family issues, whatever it is, football will bring them away from that and into a more positive world. Hi, I'm Logan Ashby, and I play football at Newtown High School. And although I love the sport, 
and I've been playing it my entire life, there's been also a lot of negatives that have gone along with it. Some of the negatives include concussions, CTE, depression, a bunch of different injuries, and also time commitment. A lot of players over the past few decades have retired early because of injuries and other medical issues. A few of them are Brian Dawkins, Ryan Shazier, Steve Young, Andrew Luck, Luke Keekley, Barry Sanders, and Calvin Johnson. Most recently, Andrew Luck and Luke Keekley retired due to many injuries, although they only played seven or eight years. Injuries have been haunting players for however the sport has been played, but one of the most uh, serious injuries recently has been Brian Shazier. Shazier went for a tackle and he dove into the back of a wide receiver. This left him laying on the field helplessly as his teammates watched him suffer on the ground. Hey, I'm Sam Smith, current player at NHS, and I will be talking about CTE and mental issues in the NFL. CTE is a mental issue commonly found in former NFL players due to many concussions. Side effects are impulsiveness, slow reaction, depression, and mood swings. Many players have also come clean about having depression or anxiety in the NFL. To start off, Brian Dawkins was a safety on the Philadelphia Eagles who had a tough time due to his depression. He couldn't control it, so he drank all the time. His teammates found out, and they got him the help that he needed. Former tight end for the New England Patriots, Aaron Hernandez was diagnosed with the worst case of CTE ever found in a player. His many concussions made him act out, which caused him to kill two innocent people and still play an entire season. Another former player, quarterback Brett Favre, says he thinks he has CTE. Remembering things hasn't gotten easier, he said in an interview. He took many blows but still stayed up and has the longest streak of game starts in the NFL. Lastly, the recent retired Luke Keithley played linebacker for the Carolina Panthers for eight seasons. He had three concussions in his time in the NFL, and being in the position he played, he had to make and take hits. He said it was the right time and didn't want to cause any further damage. Hi, this is TJ O'Connell, and today I'll be interviewing my mom, Elizabeth, about football. The first question I'm going to ask you is, why do you like watching football? I love watching football. I'm a huge Seahawks fan, and I'm actually a little embarrassing to watch a game with because I'm the loudest screamer yelling, thinking all the players can hear me when I'm making calls for them. I can confirm that is true. Question two. Do you like how the NFL is making it safer for players nowadays? Of course. Safety is number one. want to keep players safe. Question three. Do you believe players bond the most from in football? Uh, that's a hard one. Um, personally, just from seeing you and the com- camaraderie you've had with your own teammates through the years of playing, yeah, um, it's, it's a great sport for, for team play, yeah. I would agree with that. Uh, question four, in 20 to 30 years, do you think high school football will be erased because of too many head injuries? Oh, God, no. No, no. Um, I think we're going to 
find improvements in helmets and in other ways to keep our players safe. But no, there's definitely going to always be football forever. That makes me very happy. Lastly, do you like watching my team play and how we play like together? You you guys are so much fun to watch. Uh, it's a highlight of of my weeks going to your games and seeing these boys work their work their you know what's off. So yeah, it's great. Thanks for the interview, Mom. <laughs> You're welcome. And here is C.J. Deemers explaining NFL cover-ups for players diagnosed with CTE. Four weeks into the 2002 pro football season, the soon-to-be biggest problem for the National Football League was standing in a Pittsburgh autopsy room, looking down at the body of one of the most fearsome men to have ever played offensive linemen. As Dr. Bennett Omalu, a Nigerian-born forensic pathologist, was tasked with the day's routine autopsies, He stared at the battered body of Iron Mike Webster. This is when he made the decision to ask his assistant to preserve the brain for a future study. What Omalu found in Webster's brain was chronic traumatic encephalopathy, otherwise known as CTE, a progressive degenerative disease mainly associated with punch-drunk boxers and victims of brain trauma. That discovery broke the NFL's growing concussion problem wide open. But instead of working with scientists and doctors to better understand the damaging effects of repeated concussions and how the league could improve the game to reduce head injuries, the NFL went after the reputation of Omalu and other scientists who subsequently worked on CTE. Omalu's 2005 paper was particularly troubling for the league as it concluded that Webster's brain had neuropathological changes consistent with long-term repetitive concussive brain injury. Soon after the paper's publication, Omalu received notice that the MTBI, which is the league's brain injury committee, was calling for its retraction. In their letter, the scientists, who did not identify their NFL connection, and none of whom were neuropathologists, called Omalu's research completely wrong and even claimed that for Webster, there is no known history of brain trauma inside the NFL. This shows that the economics and politics of the NFL were more important than player safety and happiness. The NFL continually tried to hide research showing how dangerous and traumatic the game really was because they didn't want to lose money or credibility. Luckily, Omalu and his co-authors beat the attempt at retraction. Instead, Neurosurgery published Omalu's second paper, which found CTE in the brain of Steelers offensive lineman Terry Long. But the NFL continued to attack Omalu's work, saying it's inappropriate science and that his work was purely speculative. In 2009, Roger Goodell disbanded the MTBI and accepted the fact that football is the sport that can lead to brain injuries and brain diseases, and instead of trying to keep fighting it, he has started working with neurologists to find out how to make the game as safe as possible. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Whole 100 Yards. We hope you guys enjoyed it.